Welcome everybody to the Minimapcast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. Xbox on. Just to just to mess with people's setups for everyone listening to this on their speakers. <laughs> and has a also... Oh, that's a good point. And also, June Williams. <laughs> good morning. Um, next gen is here, everyone. Almost, sort of. Um, this is a bit of a, a weird time for us. I think I've started every podcast without the last two months. But uh, basically, we're recording this on November the 11th, uh, Remembrance Day in Australia. Uh, but also, uh, this is the day after the Xbox Series S and X launch and the day before the PlayStation 5 launch. So we're in the middle of the consumer releases uh, as basically consumers. We don't have our hands on everything that we uh, have ordered to be ready for this time. Um, Jeremy, however, does have his hands on that big oblong fridge-like structure. The Xbox One monolith. Yes. X. (laughs) <laughs> monolith x yeah <laughs> um, the x stands for monolith but it's a, it's a silent x at the end or the beginning of monolith at the beginning oh sorry sorry i didn't yeah. mean to offend you yeah. <laughs> um so it's going to be a bit of a weird one what we're going to do um we'll get jeremy's impressions on his brand new xbox series xbox um sort of in our our news what's on your mind section we'll do what we've been playing in question corner before that um and then uh when jeremy and i have both had our hands on the ps5 um june's gonna be away for the weekend so it'll just be the two of us but we're gonna um come out with like a sort of a uh uh what are we gonna call it like a a mini mini map cast i guess um which is which will basically just be our playstation 5 impressions a couple of days after we've had time with it um and more of my Xbox impressions, probably. And Xbox impressions, yeah. So basically just up-to-date, current, timely, next-gen impressions. Um, so yeah, but aside from that, we'll, we'll crack into what we're going to get on, on with this week. Uh, just to uh, talk about a few things first, I wanted to thank Shook for uh, letting us use the Moog Model D Improv song from their YouTube channel. Uh, you can find all of their music at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, the music is great. We highly recommend it, as always. Um, I know I say that every week, but it's because their music really is great every week. Um, uh, the other thing is you can uh, find all of the stuff that we do at minimap.com.au. Uh, that includes the occasional writing pieces we do, our Game Spoilers Game Club podcasts, our third podcast, which will be coming very soon. And uh, I was going to say much more, but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's that's a lot of our content. Um if you want to support our content, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau, uh, throw us a few bucks there. Uh, but aside from that, let's kick on with what we've been playing. Um, June, what, what's your what's your horror game update for for coming out of the end of October? I, I guess we were pretty close to the end of October last time, but what's your what's your horror game update for us? What do you mean horror? How do you, horror game update? I mean, were the games that you had in here from a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I Sorry, I haven't taken now. it off. My no bad. Worries. Have you been playing much? I I really haven't. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
So I've told you guys this. I guess I'll explain it on the podcast as well. Uh, I've been trying to finish all seasons of Supernatural before the 19th. So um, (laughs) it's been pretty busy. (laughs) That's a serious undertaking. Have you tried not? Um, Yeah, no. (laughs) Yes. Are you enjoying it? No. No. Okay. So I wanted to bring this up on the podcast because something happened throughout the week. Uh, I was on my computer playing games um, and my phone okay. goes, and I look at my phone, email um, from <laughs> Google Play. And I'm like, Google, why is Google Play emailing me? And like, thank you for your purchase. I'm like, my purchase? I didn't buy anything. <laughs> and uh, I, I look at, and like it's got like a bunch of words that I do not recognize and I'm like what the fuck did like did I have like some auto renew on or something uh, like was it something that I might have bought and then like I got an email like way later or something um, no it was neither of those things uh, <laughs> let me just quickly pull up the email uh, so I get I get, a, I get a thing saying your Google Play order receipt from whenever it was and it says all hell breaks loose part one. I'm like, what the fuck? Is-? And then I look at it. Supernatural season two, episode 21. All hell breaks loose part one. $3.99. Thank you, June W. For, for purchasing your TV show on, on Google Play. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and that's because years ago, June and I were sharing app purchases. And so we had set up a family plan. Just so we could, like, if one of us bought something on on Android, the other person could just download it. And June had decided to. I fucked up. June had decided to charge me by (laughs) using the the family payment plan for when I set it up. It was just my my card, and so. Well, one one of the episodes, one of the one of the episodes June has watched is now you have part one of the season finale of season two, which is probably the best finale in the entire show. So you're welcome. Why? I'm very why, sorry. <laughs> why that one? Why that one um, episode? So I do some streams online every week of certain episodes, but they're online streams with international view, like international friends. And um, I normally have been using MetaStream, but with MetaStream you can't use like with most of like streaming services with chat boxes next to it like so it's sync play stuff you can't use streaming like uh, Stan and Netflix and stuff like that because everyone needs a subscription to be able to use it Mm. Um, so I have to buy the episodes so that's why I bought that episode that's so good (laughs) (laughs) apparently I also have to buy the episodes (laughs) (laughs) I paid you back (laughs) oh okay it was three dollars I really didn't mind I was like hey I'm willing to pay three dollars for this funny story on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I am excited to hear what the verdict is when you get to the 19th and if it was all worth it or not yeah do you know it's a two hour finale episode two hour episode two hours yeah Yikes! And you have to go through the whole series, the whole season before that too. Well, it's yeah, and I'm I'm like concerned because first of all, I don't know how I'm going to stream it in Australia. You know, within an hour or two after it airs, before I see any spoilers. Yeah. Um, because like the CW website is obviously in America only, and I think it takes like it comes up on the next day, is what they say. I'm gonna check for this Thursday's uh, episode and see how long it takes, but. Mm. But I'm going to have to get a VPN or something to be able to do that anyway. 
Anyway. <laughs> Maybe you could anyway. borrow Jeremy's family plan VPN. <laughs> I promise I won't buy All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1 <laughs> No, you got to buy Part 2 next Yeah, true like I would just have a receipt for NordVPN on my account <laughs> NordVPN, if you're listening, sponsor Minimapcast Cowards Cowards Rude You won't um, Yeah, you're right, they won't <laughs> They won't, they won't. Um, uh, I'm just going to briefly touch on what I've been playing. I've been very not doing much. Obviously, um, last time we spoke, Melbourne was just coming out of lockdown, uh, which was a big deal. Um, TM, I guess. And uh, that was a whole lot for all of us. And so since then, um, uh, my day job has ramped back up. Exponent, not exponentially, just like 300 times <laughs> what it was. It's the busiest time of the of the season. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just haven't played much at all. Although I did get the chance to play some of Ghost of Tsushima... Uh, Ghost of... I'm really messing that up today. Ghost of Tsushima Legends, the multiplayer mode, with one Jeremy Bratatich. Um... I renewed my my PlayStation Plus subscription for the first time in years, <laughs> and uh, we played for about an hour and a half. <laughs> well, you're also just in time for bug snacks. Yeah, no, I know. I'm going to be using it on PS5, so it's fine. Um, I'd, I'd already played some of it solo, but it was interesting playing it with someone. Um, those levels are definitely designed to be played, like the single player. The story missions, which are like two-player co-op missions, are definitely designed to be played with people because you kind of get swamped otherwise. Mm. Um, and there's like whole things about like... Um, uh, like that first story mission we played, Jeremy, is about enemies that are like tied together and if you don't kill both of them within a certain time frame, then the one that you do kill first gets revived. Um, so obviously they want you to synchronize your kills and stuff like that. Um, there's a whole thing where you have to like attune your sword. There's like green and blue and red attunement, and that breaks the green and red and blue gates. And but like when you have that, there are like green and red and blue enemies, and so if you do one, then it's hard to take out the others. So obviously, you have multiple people. They can do multiple things to the different colors to the different enemies. It's this whole thing. But um, we spent most of our time doing the survival mode. Um, I I. I don't think I would enjoy this mode if it weren't for the loot at the end of it. <laughs> if it weren't every time I... If I, I get to leave that the, the mission at the end and it's like, ooh, I got a new blow dart. It's level 16 instead of level 13. Oh, my power level went up. I make my key level. <laughs> and it's like... Like, the, the changes that it makes is not that... They're not that meaningful, but... Yeah. Those numbers... <laughs> They go up. They go up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it surprises me how superficial that seems and how effectively it grabs me. Um, but yeah, I like that mode. But Jeremy, you had, how? What were your? What was your like general impressions on it? Um, I I thought like I I didn't really connect with Ghost of Tsushima anyway. Um, I thought the combat was 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 pretty good in it. Um, but the, like a lot of the storytelling and some of the stuff I just, I just didn't latch on. Um, I will go back and play it on the PS5 and I'll continue and see if I, see if I really connect with it maybe later on. Um, uh, but I didn't, 
I just, I just didn't really like that game a whole lot. Um, it was very pretty. Um, and the multiplayer is, like, it's not like it's anything too drastically different. Like, it is more Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I think it's maybe the parts of Ghost of Tsushima that I like the most, which is, like, having a bunch of different enemies and, like, block one, block one, attack one, block one, attack one, block one, attack one. Um, but I still just do think it's really odd that there's no lock-on in that game. Um, yes. I feel like I would maybe feel a little bit more... Like, I, I, I was just a little bit more deliberate if if, if there was a lock-on. Like, I knew exactly what I was going to do. Um, the mission stuff I really didn't care for. Um, the multiplayer missions, I thought they were just, like, crap, Ghost of Tsushima missions with someone else. <laughs> um... <laughs> And like I, I just didn't care for them. Um, I think like the, the multiplayer stuff was cool. Um, I think it was like the survival uh, the, stuff. Yeah, like I, I think that's the best way to do that multiplayer mode in that game. I think they've done a really good job at adapting the the best parts of that game um, for a multiplayer setting. Um, so yeah, I think I think if you like Ghost of Tsushima, then you should definitely check it out. I think it, you would if you like that game, you'll definitely enjoy this part of it. Um, mm. The progression stuff I didn't care for either, only because like I didn't really know what it was progressing towards. I didn't have like an end goal, and I think that was probably just because I just didn't connect with it. Um, there is the raid, and I think you need to do quite a lot of yeah. leveling in the multiplayer to get close to that. Um, yeah. And apparently it's quite long. Isn't it like four hours or something? Some people are saying eight hours for a first right. completion. Wow. Um, it's, it's split into like three parts though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it was... I mean, hey, it's free. Like, it, that's a pretty fucking good, like, addition, honestly, to to a single-player RPG to just give a, 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 a fully-fledged multiplayer, not like a, you know, Sekiro updating to have, like invasions or whatever like a full-on like proper multiplayer with gear and progression and leveling like that's that is pretty neat mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and the um the keeps, cool. it, keeps it in people's mind as well but also like mm. for people who played it in like july when it came out maybe played it through september didn't touch it through september october and it kind of comes back around like i feel like it's for the people who really really dug it like i feel like it's just the perfect timing for people to be like, oh, I want to play more of that game. Here's a different spin on it. Here's a different take. So yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, what what have you been playing, Jeremy? You've been you've been on the the bleeding edge of the games industry for the last couple of weeks. That's right. Because last last time we were here, your um your watchdogs got delivered under your door while we we're recording. Yeah, I, I, I saw it, I saw it arrive. Um. Uh, so I have since played it. Um, so leading up to the game, I was quite excited and curious about the new things they were doing for Watch Dogs Legion. Um, specifically, uh, the no, no determined main character. I thought that was a really interesting take. So if you're not familiar, in Watch Dogs Legion, you don't have a main character that is named or anything. You just, you are recruiting people to your cause, which is to, um, basically take back the city from like a evil totalitarian cor corporation um and you can recruit people to your cause and then uh the pitch of the game was each character is going to have different stats and traits and abilities um and different play styles and then if that character dies 
they stay dead and then you change to another character you have since recruited um, and you pick up where you left off f- with from someone else because the whole point of the game is that there's you know it's uh, you know we are many sort of thing you know like w- w- all of us together strong um what's <laughs> Apes together strong. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and they do do that, but they do that, and I realize that it's not great. Um, I don't know. So I, th- I feel like I remember, any, like, leading up to the game, there was going to be progression, like, a at least a single progression tree for every character. That would all be... And, like, all these characters are algorithmically generated and they've all got some really interesting traits like one of them for example has like the hiccups um which means that in stealth situations they might hiccup and then you might alert a guard um, which is very which is really funny um some of them are like i'm good with construction some of them i'm good with weapons or like small firearms or whatever um some of them is like heart failure (laughs) and so at some point at a random time they're just gonna keel over and die um And, like, all of this stuff, I'm like, this sounds really fun. Like, this sounds really interesting. Um, And, yeah, so initially, I feel like I remember the saying that there was going to be at least a single progression tree for each character. So you can at least level up a character before they die. And you can swap characters as you please as well. You don't have to use it until they die. Um, You can just change to another character you have since recruited. Um, And then recently, they also said that if you don't want to have the permadeath mode, you can also turn that off, which I think is good um, for people who just don't want that. Um, I, I, I left it on the entire time I've been playing. Um, you also get a game over if you run out of people, um, which I thought was oh. really interesting. Um, which also makes me think, like, oh no, if you get like a long way into the game and you just get fucking stuck on a point, that might be really tough. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so I think it does. It, they they don't quite stick the landing. Um, this game feels like Grand Theft Auto Online made into a video game. Like, made into a full-on story, which is not great. Your character does talk. Your character isn't just, like, an avatar that, like, nods like a puppet. But when every character has to have the same dialogue and the same, and they make the same decisions, there's a lot of weird personality loss. Um... And that would be okay if the, if the side characters who are consistent throughout the game, like you're always talking to the same people. There are the same people who are like de facto, not leaders, but at least decision makers. So you then have a, a next mission. They don't have any personality either. And that's not a, and that's not a, they are algorithmically, algorithmically generated. That's a, they're written poorly. Um, and I don't care for them at all. So I'm playing characters who are not not created characters they're not i don't ever feel like they're real people right um and so i really don't care about a lot of what's going on um it's i i am i am disappointed in the game i i i had i had higher hopes for this really fascinating because i think it's a really great idea i think it's a really fascinating idea for like to build an entire game around um and i think there are ways you can do it really well but it's just not done not not done quite well here mm. um aside from all that like like london is is very pretty um th- the driving is is pretty good the the gameplay itself is all right um 
the story is not good. The story is really, <laughs> really quite poor. It's a, it's a, it's a What did you expect? Well, I expected at least some level of nuance um, mm. because they, they at least, like Watch Dogs 2 at least had a better story and like more interesting characters. This, this is like a fucking charisma black hole. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like they, they do things too, which is like, uh, so the like uh, you're you're fighting a lot of cops in this game, um, and cops are like indiscriminately like uh, arresting people and stuff, and you know showing you know their power and all that stuff. And uh, what you would do is go and beat up the cop that arrested someone, and then free the person they arrested. And they're like, "Haha, we did it! We stopped the police brutality," mm. <laughs> which is not that. There's, there's there's no there's no there's no there's no systemic like thoughts in this game a lot of it's just like let's stop the things that we can see and go about our merry day um this is a uh this is a game for social media activists right the uh i've heard people from from london from england say all of the accents are absolutely horrendous how are you finding <laughs> them as a non british they're they're real cockney <laughs> they're real like oi mate let's go and beat up some cops and then it um <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and when i say they're like that i mean they're literally like that because i can't do a very good cockney accent um so yeah i, I don't know like I, they're not grating to me like they're just like i feel like i'm watching i i honestly feel like i'm watching like a spoof of london <laughs> mm. um yeah, I don't know. Not there's, a satirical not... commentary like Reconstruction, like GTA, like no, a spoof. No, 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 like a like like a takeoff, like a, like a send off. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It there's not a lot of like there's there's no nuance in this game. Um, at the beginning of the game, you're 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 controlling the only character who I th- I think you could control who is like a um a a genuine character like a like an actual written character um and then spoilers he dies at the at the at the prologue and then you get into the rest of the game um and he's a james bond type he's like a spy and and you're going into like the i don't remember the building you're going into but it's it's like a it's a famous like building in london and they're 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 gonna blow it up and then blame it on the group that you are a part of the um dead sec um the the hacker group Classic Shinra. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, isn't that. that a plot of Final um, Fantasy VII? <laughs> yeah. um, and the like, the worst part about it is like some of the graffiti is like so like so. We have seen in the past really poor graffiti in open world games about like, going against tyranny, and then over the past year we've seen a lot of that really poor, like lame graffiti in real life. Um, and then that made everybody reframe poor graffiti in games, going maybe actually they weren't so like silly and on the nose but this is like the next level this is like there are bombs everywhere and they're they're, they're doing dead set graffiti inside of the place to make it look like what they're doing is uh, on like dead sex fault and inside the on the graffiti it's like spray paint jpeg on a wall that says dead sec as fuck <laughs> what does that dead mean was here yeah like they should just honestly, they should just replace everything with the cool S and just go from there. Um, um, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. I I really I really did hope for something a little bit more, um, 
not groundbreaking, but at least really interesting. Um, this is really not that interesting. Um, and I was thinking, like, maybe Watch Dogs could be the vehicle for Ubisoft to try out their really wild mechanics. Like, if, mm. if every Watch Dogs game is really different, I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, and I do think, I, I am glad that they did try something drastically new with this. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes when you try things that are drastically new, they just don't work. Yeah, for sure. It's It's been interesting listening to people's um, talk. Talk? Listening to people's talk on the online about this. Um, hearing people's opinions and like a lot of it, it it is that sort of that same impression that you've got Jeremy where it's like trying to come up with that procedural uh, you know everyone's the hero no one's a hero what what do you get invested in you know you can get sidetracked and do all the side stuff but then if you don't have a main story to be like oh here and here's what the main thread's all about to like hook you back into a, a main through line to give you a reason to to care and yeah no it sounds like it's um pretty tricky to pull off and like it's an ambitious idea like i yeah i think i think you're right like it's a it's a credit to them that they gave it a good hot go mm. but like um I don't, I don't know what the correct implementation of this is you know i i think what i think what what they miss out in inside of inside of like revolutions or inside of people who are you know act activists a lot of them have a personal connection to it they have a personal reason why they're doing it and they miss that completely um because a lot of the time you can so you can pull people up on your phone um who and like uh, you can like look at people and pull, pull up their information on your phone and find out what they are like look at what their name is any of their traits um and you can also see like how they feel about like the regime um because some people, for example, like walk around like on their off days who work for the regime. Um, and so obviously they're going to be a lot more difficult to recruit. Um, the way you recruit people is really crap. You like go up to them and you're like, you, you just literally just like start a conversation with them. Like, hey, like we need your talents in DeadSec and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, I've heard of DeadSec. All right, look, I'll do you a deal. I'll join your group if you do this thing for me. And the thing for it, it the, the thing for them is like i so like i uh, someone so for example one of the ones i did was like i uh, tried to get a guy who as a side hustle um sells cars that are um illegal or like stolen and takes them to chop shops and then uh like sells them to like some kingpin guy and then the kingpin guy didn't pay this guy for one of the cars that he got it um, like that he got and so this guy wanted you to go and destroy the kingpin's car as revenge and then he joined your um your group and so i do that and he's like okay cool you're the best all right i love dead sec i'll join your group and i'm like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it almost feels like no one in the game believes in the revolution mm. um and so when your character has no intention, I can't role play as someone who feels like they're doing something. When I was playing, Unch like when you play Uncharted, you just are Nathan Drake who has these feelings. When I'm role playing in Red Dead, I am role playing as Arthur. I'm doing what Arthur would do. Um, or my, at least what my version of Arthur would do. But all all you are in Watch Dogs is a husk. Um <laughs> And the like, I think the other thing that really doesn't pull it through is the the voice acting. 
it no one feels like they're talking to each other everybody says one thing and then someone says another thing that is a reaction to the thing that the first person said but because they need 13 different voices to do that line and 13 different ways to say it it none of it feels connected it all feels so disjointed to the point where like i just no one feels there how many hours have you put into it maybe five maybe six really not many Mm. i haven't felt much of a want to go back and play Fair enough. And will, and will you throw it up on the PS5 when you get it, or maybe not even? Yeah, like it, it's a pretty looking game. I'll just drive around and do dumb shit while listening to British rap, and that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> They've also got really big drones. Yeah, like, I'm talking like size of like two cars next to each other drones that you mm. can like just summon and hop on and then fly around and they're like construction drones so like construction workers use them to like carry shit but you can just ride it and it feels really weird it's really really odd because you can just summon it and then out of the sky just like like this fucking like just thing comes down you just like hop on all willy nilly and you're just like crouching on it on your phone while you're flying it around it's it's bizarre it's really weird I've heard that that, that kind of trivializes a lot of the other open world stuff as well, all the carjacking and it does. Yeah, the it's the the Saints Row Four issue. <laughs> That's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> what else you got there, Jeremy? Ghost Runner. Now, last time I was talking, maybe not last time, maybe the time before, I was talking about the Doom Eternal DLC. Yeah, that was last uh, time. Um, and about how much that fucks. Now, Ghost Runner <laughs> fucks as much as Doom Eternal does. Ghost Runner is a first-person uh, running hack. Not, not a hack and slash. You, it, you just, like... Okay, so... It's it's set in, like, a futuristic, like, like really heavy, like, synthwave city. Like, really good, like... V- like, synthwave, Blade Runner-y city... And you're a thing called a ghost runner and you have a sword and you can jump and dash in the air and you can slice people in half and they will shoot you and they have really, really good aim and it'll take one bullet to kill you. But you can dash to the left and right while they're shooting you and you slash them and keep running and running on walls and you have a grappling hook. And that game is so cool and I cannot believe how cool this game is. It is just so sick. You just said the magic words. Grappling, I was going to say, it sound, this, this game sounds like it was made for you. It's, it, it, this game was specifically made for me, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier for it. It is so cool. Um, so, like, this game has got, like, quite a difficult um, uh, combat thing where, like, you, you'll be put in situations where you'll have, like, a ton of different walls that you can jump on and, and grapple to, and a lot of enemies around, and you have to kill all the enemies before you can go to the next stage. But one bullet will kill you, and each enemy takes one slice to hit. So it's, it's really like you're as weak and as strong as everybody else. And if you make a mistake, you've got to do that whole arena again. Um, so you have to then, you then start putting paths in your mind. You then start looking at things. You go, okay, I can go from here to here to here to this person to that person. And then I'll see how I go. And I'll do that path. And I might make a mistake. I'm like, fuck, I got to do it again. So I do it all again. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? Go there, kill the guy. What's next? Okay, fuck, I'm shot. Okay, next time I won't do that thing that I did last time. I'll do something else. You have this immediate, like, I know what I did. I'm going to do it differently this time. It kind of, you say that, so that kind of reminds me of like super hot, but it's like the other way around where it's so it fast is. and good again. It's kind of like super hot, except there's, except it's real time. Yeah. 
it's the real time super hot, but you feel as cool as you do. Uh, you feel as cool as you are while doing super hot. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. It's so cool. Like, and there's like, there's some really sick visuals in like, not like the de facto dream sequences, which look really cool. Um, like the game feels good. Like it's really fluid. It's really fast. Um, you never feel like, oh, that's, that was fucking dumb. Like that, that should have killed him or whatever. Like you, you are in control the entire time. Um, you could theoretically beat this game without ever dying. And it would probably be the coolest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait for speedrunners to get like really good at this game. Um, it, it, it's so cool. This game is so, so cool. I highly recommend everybody check, just having a look at some gameplay of it. Cause you look at the gameplay, you go, Oh, that I, I, that looks really cool, but I don't know if I'll feel as cool as I am while, uh, I don't know if I was, I'll feel as cool as this game looks, but you totally do. <laughs> it looks really pretty as well. It is. It's really, really good looking. Yeah, I think there's already, um, I think I've seen some like speed runs of like the demo or something like that on IGN already. Yeah, yeah. it's very impressive. It's, it's, it is a kick-ass video game. Um... Jeremy, do you want to talk about your the games you've played on the Series X now, or do you want to talk about that all in one lump after the break? Let's talk about it in a lump, I reckon. In a lump, fair enough. All right, let's I think jump it's, it's going to be a shorter episode anyway, so... Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, no worries. So we'll talk about the, the question of the week then. Sort of, sort of whipping through it. Um, what have we got this week, June? What is your favourite DLC? Hmm. I do not have an answer. <laughs> I think I had one, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Me either. Have a think, everyone. We definitely need to. We will. And once we do, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. What is the favorite content pack that you've downloaded to your gaming console or or personal say computer DLC. of choice <laughs> say, just say dlc i'm trying to sound verbose while i use this strange voice june what's the question for this week you just you just you just told us i didn't say it but like what's what is, I, mean, I didn't say it <laughs> what's your favorite dlc and uh i think i'm going to be talking about what the least favorite is as well accidentally so <laughs> uh i got a couple off the top of my head i don't feel like i've got like slam dunk answers but i got a couple mm. please um, share with the class i think i think the first dlc i remember like really wanting and this was a like, right around the time where it was like becoming more of a like a thing that happened every game every year um was the assassin's creed 2 dlc and i think i meant i mentioned that at some point um last week maybe but that's the one I remember because they, they baked that into the game where it's like there's 14 sequences in the game, chapters basically, but, you know, they're animus sequences. You do the first sequence, second, third, blah, 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 blah. You get to the 11th sequence and then it's like, oh, I can't access this bit of memory. It's corrupt. So sequences 12 and 13 were like corrupt memories, corrupt sequences. And then the DLC was restoring those corrupt sequences and filling that gap between sequence 11 and sequence 14. Um which was basically just filling in this middle period that kind of 
it is totally non-essential. Like if it's, if it's not there, then it doesn't matter. You don't need it at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause it's like Ezio gets the apple at the end of 11 and then he has the apple at the start of 14 and in the middle he like loses it three times but it doesn't matter because he's got it he's got it at the start he's got it at the end of 11 he's got it at the start of 14 so it doesn't matter <laughs> um but that was that was that one was cool because it introduced um what what it did in the first in sequence 12 so in the first pack of dlc is it is it fleshed out one of the middle areas of the game there's like those four cities the two big ones, Florence and Venice, and then like the smaller ones, Tuscany and Forley. And Forley, it really expanded with a whole other mission structure and stuff like that, which was kind of cool. Um, and then in the second one, it added a whole three sections worth of Florence, like across a bridge. And they had these like like long jump, like kind of diving boards off the edge of buildings. Like Ezio would run at these like, they're not diving boards, but they're like springboards hanging off the edge of buildings. And he would like run on them and they'd like throw them over like a far distance. Um, so it was kind of cool like they'd play with like a new mechanic in that DLC and it was just the first mm. one I remember being like excited for it was fine it was more Assassin's Creed which I wanted um, I, I kind of felt the same way about the Breath of the Wild DLC um, it was like the first one was like the master not the yeah it was the master mode and the and um, upgrade your master sword through the challenges and like random armor packs and stuff like that and then the second one was the one where they gave you like new shrines and a whole new divine beast quote unquote which one was the motorbike so at the end of that was that was the motorbike so first one was all weird and then the end of the fully fledged second one um hero's ballad dlc i think they called it um when you beat the D- divine beast you get the you get the motorbike uh that's right. like a horse which is amazing my problem with the motorbike was that i had done nearly everything by the time i got it so yeah no so there's no point like, you yeah, using it much yeah every time every time like i recommend someone gets it i'm like hey like if you i recommend getting the dlc and playing it before you finish the story so you because you get stuff and it like you want to have it while you still have stuff to do because there's no point in using it if you're already done um but yeah that dlc was good i think it also had the best divine beast in that entire game was with that that zelda dlc um it was like an entire puzzle room that you could control. Like it was like the whole main room in the in the um, in the puzzle in like the dungeon was like this big turning cog, and you used magnesis to like pull in different cogs to like start turning different parts of the room. Um, that was really sweet. Um, what what are your your all your all answers, June? Um, I don't think I can think of any that are that stand out to me. Um, just kind of like some okayish ones. I liked um, Dragon Age to Inquisition Trespasser was pretty good. Um, the only thing about that is that I I'm not a huge fan of like wrapping up end of stories in DLC. Um, and Trespasser is basically the end of Inquisition, so you have to pay an extra fifteen dollars to hear the end of Inquisition, which kind of sucks. But it's also quite large, um, and any uh, extra content for Dragon Age I will appreciate. Um, <laughs> so, same with Final Fantasy fifteen, I guess. Like, I I don't think Gladiators was good. 
I don't think Prompto's was good, but Ignis's I think was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, I liked his... I don't know how much you guys know about the Final Fantasy XV story, but he goes blind like in later chapters and oh. you don't really find out uh, what happens there, like how that happened, but his his entire DLC is about that and then how he goes about helping Noct while he's blind and stuff like that, um, right. which was cool. Wow. Um, I think that's it. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Mm. Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy 15 had so much DLC. Like they they had those had, three character yeah. packs, but then they had the whole like Arden DLCs yeah, as well. Yeah, I never I never got around to play the Arden ones because I don't care about that man. And I don't know. I think I was sort of falling off 15 at that stage. Y- you went pretty hard too, so I think that's yeah. totally fair. <laughs> hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've got a I've got a couple um, that I think are really really good. Um. So, uh, my, my honourable mention is going to go to, this is kind of a, a, a little bit, not quite DLC, but it's still DLC. Um, in Hitman 2, um, you can download all the maps from Hitman 1 mm. and play them in there. Um, and you can pl- so, you can play the entire Hitman 1 game inside of Hitman 2 with all of the new mechanics if you own Hitman 1. Um it's not quite like DLC is in like an expansion pack, but it's still like extra content that you can play. Um, so honorable it's like mention to when, that um, one. It's like when they imported and updated all of the Left 4 Dead 1 maps into Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think my my favorite DLC that's just like a what like a not not like by the books because like I do think it was really really good but it was like a a what you'd expect to get from a from an expansion pack was the Horizon Forbidden Wild uh Forbidden mm. no sorry what's it called Wales? Frozen Swiss Frozen Wilds Frozen Wilds Frozen yeah. Wilds um that that expansion was so good it introduced an entire new section on the map um gave you another cauldron which is like the Aww. the things that that you, that you go into that that they're like they're, they're not puzzle rooms, but they're like traversal um, encounter rooms that are like really, really great and always really unique. And there's like, there's only six of them in the world, I think. So they give you a whole nother one of those, which is, which is really cool because they're all really, really unique. They're um, like the tombs in Assassin's Creed, like two and Brotherhood, where it's like, oh, these are just neat meshes and exploration of different mechanics. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they give you, hang on, I'm just got the Wikipedia page open here. They give you two, three, four... They give you five new machines, wow, um, to fight, which is really cool. One of them is like a is a is a re a redo of old machines, um, but like they still like the other ones are really unique. There's like a giant like frost bear, um, and there's like a fire like like a I don't know what it's like a badger sort of thing. Um, God, they must have so much fun making that. Oh, game. They're, they're, it, they're so cool. Um, and like the like the DLC's length was really good. I remember like spending like maybe like seven eight hours in that area. Um, and it was all like higher level stuff, but it it fills out just that game perfectly. Um, mm. It's 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 really 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 good DLC. Um, and it was like thirty bucks too. It like really wasn't that expensive. Well, like twenty five. It was like really cheap for what it was. Um, the other one. Uh, the other ones that I wanted to bring up were the DLC in Civilization Five. Um, oh, 
the expansion packs in that game, like in specifically five, was so so cool. Um, they added so many new mechanics. Like one of them introduced a thing, a thing called World Congress, which was every ten or fifteen turns you would then start to put proposals towards the World Congress. And this is like late game stuff. This is after everybody's already met each other and after things like printing press have already. Um, been researched in the world like uh, like after the world has become like globalized you then have um this world congress so you can have like uh certain materials you can like not uh, like you don't people don't get benefits from them um you can put levies on mili- on standing military um and everybody has to vote and then you can like make deals and stuff and and do all that like it's really 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 interesting um the other DLC they added was Gods and Kings, which was the first time that religion was in Civilization V, which is a, a large a large part of that game um, uh, because it introduced an, an entire new victory type um, as well as, like, religion can impact so many different types of that, um, so many different, like, facets of that game. Like, a lot of the DLC in Civ V was so, so ingrained with everything in the world um, that made them really, really genuinely interesting expansion packs that you had to relearn which honestly was really fun it was really fun going into like just jumping in a game going like cool i'm just gonna like beeline a lot of the new stuff to see what it's like and then you'll you'll probably lose the first time you do it because you're like oh i didn't really know what i was doing but you've learned so much to then go forward to utilize not every part of it but just the parts that you need going forward um yeah so five has got some really incredible dlc Mm. that's rad it was there was a lot of it. Was it ever like prohibitively expensive? It, it was expensive. Like they they came out like years later after the game. Like they were like full on like you're paying almost the price of the game again for the new expansion pack. They did drop relatively quick. Like six months later, they were like half off. Um. Uh. But like then it got to the point where once that game was sort of like sunsetted and they stopped doing active development on it, then the game started going for like twenty bucks, ten bucks. Yeah. For like the version of the game with all the DLC, which is just so much stuff to learn, um, it's great. Um, the other thing we were we were talking about while we we're having this discussion during the break was that um, uh, the Spider-Man DLC, the City That Never Sleeps DLC, came up, um, and we were talking about it. June and I were talking about it. Jeremy didn't finish it. Did you play it at all, actually, Jeremy? I didn't, I never bought it. Yeah, right. Um, but June and I played it and i realized there was a a whole topic of conversation i wanted to have around that dlc that i like kind of never got to and i I thought maybe now might be a good time to bring it up as we're heading into um the new game well tomorrow for us but you know whenever whenever this podcast goes live and the next one um and the reason i want to bring it up is because they kind of they kind of drastically change a character arc in the middle of that dlc like in a way that would leave you confused if you just went from Spider-Man 1 to Spider-Man 2. Um, what did you... I mean, not, you know, now that we've brought it up, what how, like what was your overall impression of the DLC, June? I think, um, like, all three of them or just the just the city that never sleeps? Uh, yeah, no, all three of them, yeah. All three. The whole, the whole um, package, yeah. I, I liked that game a lot that I was happy... I think you're in the same boat that I was happy to have more of it to play um but mm. i don't think i did i don't think it was like outstanding it was it was okay i, I don't really like sable as a concept um mm. 
Is that what that called? Sable, yeah. And th- that was pretty boring and repetitive, but um, mm. it was all right. It was okay. I wasn't, I wouldn't yeah. say I was invested, but I wasn't bored, so. <laughs> totally. And I think, That's all you like, want. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was that article I wrote, which I'm just remembering now as well, that was like, the DLC is just like, great superhero game junk food. You yeah. know, it's, it's, yeah, like you were saying, it's enough to hook you in, it's enough to keep you playing, good enough reason as any to swing around and punch baddies mm-hmm. in the face, but yeah, it's not as polished or refined or as um, incredible as the rest of the, as the yeah. main game was. Um, so this is this is your time now for spoiler warning. I'm I'm I am giving those who want it a spoiler warning for the end of the DLC. Um, Byron, if you're listening, uh, this is I'm going to be going into a major thing that I talk about at the end at the end of one of the side quests of the third uh, pack of DLC, but also pertaining to the end of the second pack of DLC as well. So yeah, um, be warned. Uh, future carry, put in the, the the time here. Go to. 56 minutes, 10 seconds. And, uh, okay, now we're going to talk about it. Um, so at the end of the second pack of DLC... Well, no, in the second pack of DLC, the Mafia, like, corner this group of cops, right? And, like, murder them. And Yuri couldn't save them. So, you know, Yuri, Spider-Man's cop, best friend. Um, and she's, like, pissed. And she's, like angry the whole the, that whole second pack and they're like we have to get this guy we have to get him we have to get him we have to get him and, and peter's like no careful yuri you're getting too you're getting too close to the dark side of the force and then they get to the end of the game and you beat hammerhead and yuri walks up and she shoots him in the head and it's like oh oh no the the good person did a bad thing and that's like the, the shock the ending cop of that did game. a bad thing yeah <laughs> um and then she goes on the lamp. She disappears. Um, there's this set of side quests in the third pack of DLC where um, you come across these, like, uh, really intricately strung up, like, corpses, I think. Um, and they're covered in, like, crime scene tape. Um, and there's this confession tape there with every one of them there's like these tapes from like a therapy session uh from like a mobster who like doesn't care or something like that and as you go through um you find out that the the mobster was is bad and is like like i don't know it's this whole like kind of corruption thing and it's like forcing the therapist to like give him a thing and like the therapist gets killed at the end or something like that i don't know but the point is at the end of it the mobster in question who was doing all these bad things gets is like the final crime scene. Um, and you then get a call from Yuri and Spidey's like, why did you do this? You can't just, you can't just kill people like this. And she's like, the law doesn't work anymore. It's, it's all bad. And she, she becomes a villain. She becomes like a, she becomes like a vigilante villain. The look on Jeremy's face is kind of the, the, both of your faces. Like, that's the kind of thing. It's like, (laughs) hang on, what? Like, she's like, I can't, I can't trust the law anymore. And if you're going to stand in my way, then I guess that's it. And, and Spider's like, he's like, no, please don't do this, Yuri. We can, we can work this out. Don't do this. And she's like, goodbye. And is like, hangs up the phone and is like, and she's become this like kind of serial mob justice killer in this, in the, in the space of this optional DLC, this main character from the main game who was, who was, 
yes, a cop, but also a, uh, a, a, a figure of authority who was a woman and also like Asian, you know, not white, which I think was a, like a good thing to have in that game, um, is suddenly the villain is suddenly just transformed into just some cheap vigilante knockoff thing. And, and it really struck me the wrong way when I played it. I'm like, man, they just, what, like, why did they, they, they knocked her character down in this optional pack of DLC that no one's going to have. Where is this going to pick up in the next game? So yeah, well, like, how does that hit you too? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I didn't finish it because I don't remember that because that took me by surprise when you said that. So I don't know. Um, I wasn't that attached to Yuri anyway, but what the fuck? I, I don't understand the choices that they made there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same. Like, I did, I wasn't that attached either, but it's the kind of thing where I was like, I'm glad she's there. I'm glad, like, yeah. if we had to be dealing with a cop, we could be dealing with someone who, who, you know, if you, like, see the just that she is a woman and that she isn't necessarily white, that she would be coming from the place of just most people who are in positions of power of them being white, straight men, cis, mm. like, like, someone who's coming from at least a more diverse background who, like... I, I, I don't understand why they they suddenly did the about face on her. Like, what what's 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 the end game with that plot? Did they just throw it in there for like cheap emotional turmoil to make the DLC worth it? Like, did they just like fuck her character up to make the DLC worth it, or like? I do you know, think it that really they'll? Do you think it'll be mentioned at all in the next game? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it'll be a part of Miles because I don't think Peter's story is much a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I was going to um, say. As far as I'm aware, <clears throat> the police are not very much a part of Miles. Hmm. So, so then the question is, in Spider-Man 2, is Yuri <laughs> reinstated and all is forgiven and it never happened? Is Yuri, like, a side mission bad guy... <clears throat> whose story is like, oh, she went bad, and, like, what does that mean for the people who didn't play the DLC and they're going to be very confused? Or um, do they just never mention her and, like, you have, like, someone, some other contact at the police station or something like that, and it's just like she never existed? Like, what mm-hmm. is... The, what? How do you how do you move on from that? Like, I just All think it's a, not a great complete outcomes. mistake. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah we brought it up in the conversation. I was like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to have this conversation for, but since the whole time we played it, but I didn't want to mess it up <laughs> for you guys who were going to play it. Um, it just seems like such a fuck up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts on that one? What the fuck? <laughs> that sounds that. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, right? Like, it's not often where I play something and I'm like, hang on. <laughs> like, the moment where, like, the Hold moment up. the conversation finishes, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I can't believe you paid to make that game worse. <laughs> like, the rest of that DLC is fine. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's even, like, a side quest in the DLC. Like... Why does that feel like, important? 
That's so weird. So weird. Like a major character, like a main character in that game is just entirely retrofitted just, um, to me. It's just reinforcing a cab. It was a cab all along. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes. you thought. <laughs> they didn't They didn't know that they were going to be holding that position so strongly, but here they are. <laughs> anyway. Also, I, I, have a, I was going to say, June, do you have a DLC that you hate? Mm, I think probably... Ooh, I really didn't like Episode Prompto, like, at all. Do you like Prompto? No, I don't. Ah. That's, that's the issue. <laughs> that's my issue. Um, yeah, I guess my, mine were both kind of negative ones, so you can... Take that as you want. <laughs> I don't know. You, like you had like a neg- like a negative spin on the Dragon Age thing, but you did appreciate it in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the sound of it, you know, I won't. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, they're the right words. Okay. Just gonna quickly talk that the, the Kingdom Hearts three DLC is the absolute worst DLC I've ever played. <laughs> like like truly truly terrible like all of the worst parts of that franchise like rolled up into a package that cost like 45 bucks um <clears throat> 45 really, bucks yeah i mean it was it wasn't short like it was it was a full-on story expansion um that also added like a boss rush mode um but all the boss rushes were shit um and all of the story that they added was like crap and they added new gameplay mechanics that was like terrible, like so bad. Like I'm sitting here going, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what is this? What is this garbage mechanic that you've got going on that it's, it goes on for so long and you're just triangle, square, triangle, square, circle, triangle, square, triangle, square, circle for like 10 minutes. Oh God. L- like it's like this really weird half quick time battle that you're doing where you're controlling like 12 characters and there's just like an endless sea of enemies attacking you and everybody's in a circle and it keeps like panning to like a different like couple of characters that you're then controlling and you have to like time your attacks and time your dodges and it goes on for so long and then the ending of that game you so you know the ending of journey (laughs) <laughs> what? You know, you know when you're when you're walking up the mountain and you're slowly walking, and then your journey character falls over and kills over and dies, and then at the end it's like they're in the place. So the slow walking bit up the mountain, as the as the the place where they're trying to get to, just slowly fades out through the blizzard. Imagine that, but instead of that, it's Mickey Mouse walking towards a door to close it, but like <laughs> it's slow and it's 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 slower than the journey thing. And you have to have like you press a button to like shield yourself, and you're just like holding forward. And I'm sitting here going like, "What is this? This is like utter garbage. This is like <laughs> truly terrible." Like, and and all the story they added like new characters, which then reframes the entire series in like a really bad way. <laughs> and then there's like a point in the game where like Sora meets a character in like this dream like mirror water world sort of thing. <laughs> and Sora's like, who are you? And I'm thinking, who are you? And this character's like, you'll meet me soon. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this just sounds like you talking about 
No, this just sounds like me talking about the ending of Kingdom Hearts 1 again. No, it's, it is, it is. It really does sound very similar. It's so awful. It is so truly bad. And the, the, like, I think maybe maybe the worst offend, like the the most offensive part about all of this is that I wasn't quite clear how how it was supposed to start because you have to go into a game and then it copies your main save file, and then you start the <laughs> DLC through another part. It's like there's like this weird like menu management thing to begin the DLC, um, and they also marketed it as because Kingdom Hearts three there's no Final Fantasy characters there's like literally none. Um, right throughout the entire game which is really out of place for a mainline kingdom hearts game um uh they market it as like here's you're gonna meet like you're gonna see cloud and and leon and all that stuff again um finally again in kingdom hearts 3 and then they're like literally standing in a room and you can talk to them and that's the room to enter the boss rush room and they have no (laughs) no point or plot or reasoning when they were semi-integral to one and two and in three they're just like literally standing there in the optional paid-for DLC. In the optional paid-for DLC. <laughs> yeah, speaking of games that make you pay for the real ending of the game. Yeah. And that's the thing. It, they they So they give you the ending to the game in 3, and then the optional <laughs> DLC goes, no, that's not the ending. The next one, the ending's going to come next time. <laughs> Yay! Kingdom Hearts! <laughs> but those cool Verum oh, Rex Kingdom fight. Hearts games! Yay! <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen versus. <laughs> it has <Yeah>. that tease <laughs> in it. That was that was that was the tease in that DLC. I'm not surprised. It sounds like such a cluster. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, what's the question for next week, June? Uh, what's your favorite multiplayer game? Now, is this multiplayer game or multiplayer mode in a game or just multiplayer only game? All of the above. Excellent. I love it. Mag. <laughs> <laughs> that was the like 256 players on PS3, like third person shooter, right? Wasn't it? That was the right yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mag. Yeah, yeah massive. Great. Nailed ma- it. No, what, 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 what did it stand That's for? That's right. It was an acronym. Was it Massive Army Game? What was it? Uh, Mag is <laughs> the Wikipedia page says this of first line. Mag is a defunct, massively multiplayer online first-person shooter. Uh, what does it mean? <laughs> Mag is defunct. Uh, what does it mean? Massive action game. Massive action game. Uh. That's with a, up to 256 answer. players, with users divided into eight player squads, with four squads forming a platoon and four platoons forming a company. <laughs> I gotta say, so that sounded that. so sick when that game was coming out. Yeah, yeah, it That did. sounded so cool. That and um, Planetside 2, with its like 99 player maps. Yeah, Planetside wasn't bad, but. No, Planetside was wasn't bit, bad. It was a bit focused, unfocused. Yeah. Um, cool. Well. Here we are on the cusp of next gen. We're we're on the fence. On one side is the Xbox Xbox well, launch behind us, and on the other side is the PS5 launch ahead of us. It's not the cusp. It's 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 begun. It is here. I have we're it in, in it. my house. How does it feel in your house? Heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's a heavy <laughs> box. It's a dense box. 
So so the Xbox Series S and and the original Xbox One. Sorry, sorry, the Xbox One S and the and the original Xbox One. Those were big boxes. Um, less so the, the the Xbox One S, but they were they were a lot of it was quite empty. Um, a lot of it like was like fans and 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 airflow. Um, the Xbox One X is very dense. It feels like a really dense box. Mm. Dense box. Um, Xbox dense box. So, uh, turning on the console, um, I had to download an update immediately, um, which is like the rest of the UI. Um, and then while I was downloading, though, it gave me like a thing saying, hey, you can actually finish setting up your Xbox on your phone. Um, mm. Download the app and connect this code. And then we'll, we'll just start like doing all the extra stuff online. And then we'll just import all that stuff to you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I started doing that. And then... Uh, once that finished, the console restarted and it went like, prong, had like the big logo that's really crisp and clear. On your um, big new telly. On my big new telly. Um, and then it looked it looks exactly like my Xbox One S. <laughs> um, it pulls in all of my system settings. It pulls in all of my user settings and all of my accounts and all of the apps that I had and everything. Even my like, even to the extent of pulling in the uh, my background that I had on my Xbox, which was like a Halo piece of concept art. Um, and I looked at it and I went, right, <laughs> there it is. This looks exactly <laughs> like the one I had previously. Here we are again. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Except without any of the games on it because it was a new console. Um, so what I did was I started downloading games. Turns out I don't. I own nearly no physical games on the Xbox. Um, all my games I own on Xbox at the digital or through Game Pass. Um, so I downloaded Ori and the Will of the Wisps because um, it's one of the few games I have on disc. Also and didn't run that well when it came out on console. Yeah, yeah, no, it, like I mean, it got patched. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it got patched. Um, uh, but yeah, so I I was playing that. That game looks absolutely incredible um mm. like like i'm looking at like the just the detail that's being put through in like the backgrounds and the the animations and how clear everything is and it's just like oh my god this looks amazing um there's two uh two different modes you can play in there's uh it was it's it's 4k 120 frames per second Ooh. or 6k uh, 60 frames per second. <laughs> Whoa. So the game can render out at 6K and then it gets downgraded to 4K because no one's got a 6K or an 8K TV. Um, I have a 4K TV, um, but I wanted that 120 frames per second because I've, I've, I've got the new LG OLED TV with the 120 hertz um, refresh rate. So 120 frames is like absolutely stunning. Um I unfortunately can tell the difference between 60 frames per second and 120. Oh no! <laughs> not and and it's not nearly as bad as going from 60 to 30. Going from 120 to 60 is still like it's still very smooth, um, and you forget it about it almost in like in like a minute. Um, but when I was comparing them, I was like, oh yeah, I can I sure can feel the difference. Oh no! Um, <laughs> it it it. It is absolutely like bewilderingly clear. 
um, the HDR on that game and everything just like it just looks absolutely amazing. Mm. Well, yeah, that's um, that's such a good one as well because all of the all of that game is just colors and saturation and just incredible yeah. art style and like things that yeah. glow and like re- are really bright and then really dark in the backgrounds and yeah, like it yeah it everything is so crisp and clear. Um, like there was there was one part where um, your little character was riding on an owl and like flying around a tree. Um, and there was just like, there was so much detail. I'm sitting there like, like not overwhelmed, but just like trying to take it all in going like, Oh my God. Um, it was, yeah, it it was truly, truly, really, really good. Um, and I also played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, that game sure did crash on me a few times. Um, (laughs) and I noticed a lot of bugs. Um, the game looks really good. I haven't gotten to the main part of the game yet. Um, like I, I got to explore around different um, islands for a little bit um, just at the end before I stopped playing. Um, like I got through the prologue and the fucking, what is with, I think I'm over prologues where you play as the baby version of the main character. I'm really sick of it. Oh, <laughs> you just right. Walk, or you play as the kid. Yeah. You just play the kid version. And I just like, I just never really care for it. I didn't even like it in Uncharted 4. I just, I just don't like those, that trope. Um <laughs> Uh, anyway, I got to adult Eivor, um, and like the, that world does look really good. Like it looks really, really nice. Um, it runs quite well too. Like I think it's running at sixty, and then one of the cutscenes played at thirty, and I was like, um, uh, that game is still like that game is a bit buggy. Um, there's a lot of things coming in and out of that game, like character models popping in. Um, really weird like like being a kid meandering around like a great hall and then having to go up to someone and then they'll do the video game thing where like as as you get close to them they'll like turn around and greet you and talk to you and stuff like that but there's this weird moment like i'm meandering and then i'm like frozen and then i go away for their animation to finish looping and then for them to transition into the hey come over here sort of thing (laughs) um it's yeah like I, i noticed quite a few of that really early on um that plus the crashes, I was like, this game feels like it's coming in a bit hot. Um, but I I don't know if it had finished updating or not. So I might have been playing like the day one patch version of that game um, because I was still doing the upgrade part of the Xbox Series X, which is when you put an Xbox One version of the game in, uh, it'll then download all of the Xbox Series information patches, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um so, yeah, I have a next-gen so, console. Just to go back to something you were saying before, mm. when you were like, oh, wow, I plug it in and the, you know, on my phone and then it's just like my One S. Like, what was that like for you in terms of getting you know, a next-gen console? You know, you paid $750 for this thing. What was that like to then get into the UI? And it was like, oh, I've been here before. It, it, it was like getting an upgrade for my PC. Um, it was like getting a new video card honestly like you Mm. you have everything you already had but now the things look better and you won't have to think about it for a long time um yeah and so then you start going through the motions of okay what can i what can i play to see how good it looks um so i've I've downloaded gears 5 as well apparently that game looks phenomenal Um, and that's had that's had a a series x optimization pushed for it as well yeah that's had a proper optimization push i i'm i'm honestly like 
the Series X with Game Pass is like truly, really, really good. Um, having like I'm looking through the games and like EA Play is now up there as well on the console. Um, so I can play um, uh, one 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 years behind of every sports game. Um, I can play uh, the Mass Effect games, the Dragon Age games, the Battlefield games, the Battlefront games, um, Yanni, all that's all like all of those like EA indie stuff that they put out. Um, as well as, you know, like all the games that are on Game Pass. So all of the Microsoft first party stuff, Gears, Halo, all that jazz. Um, and then all of the extra stuff they've added. There's like a bunch of Fallout games. There's like a bunch of Kingdom Hearts games, a bunch of Metro games, some, some fighting games, so much stuff, like so, so much stuff. And I could just look at that and go, cool. What do I think it'll look good? I'll download that, have a look, delete it, download something else. Um, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Um, having the, just the access to all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it was it was funny coming like loading it up, and I remember my housemates watching it because they didn't know what the UI looked like, and I knew to expect exactly what I had already seen, and they didn't. Yep. Um, and then when everything loaded in, exactly how they're used to, because everybody in the house uses our Xbox as like our media entertainment center for like Disney Plus and Netflix and all that stuff. Um, they were like, "Oh no, it's it's the same." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> Um, Welcome back. Yep. Um, the controller's great. Yeah. The controller feels good. It's got really good weight to it. The grip on the back is really good, and the D-pad is the perfect amount of click. All the buttons feel really <laughs> good. Um, it's a, it's a, it is, it is the best controller that of of Microsoft have that Microsoft have made outside of the um, uh, the elite, elite controllers. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best controller cool. you can buy for hundred bucks. There you go. I don't know, man. If you held that Switch Pro controller, mm. yep, mm-hmm. have they pad on? It sucks. <laughs> Who uses the deep? No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of any other any other. What are you most excited to? So, like, we're recording after this. What do you like? What are you most excited to do on it next? What are you most excited? Say, we you get to the weekend. You're not doing much this weekend. What are you excited to do on it? That, you, that you can't do or but, that you um, won't do on the PS5? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's another one. I it, it, it's, it's an upgrade of what I already have. So I'm mostly just going to be using it for what I already had. Um, as well as then like going forward, I'll probably, I'll probably buy more third-party games on the Xbox, honestly. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, was would that be what you use it mostly for? Because like your One S, like you had, and obviously it was good for your media system. And if something's on Game Pass only on Xbox, you'd use it on there. But like, like you weren't really using your One S that much. Well, I use my One X. I use my One S as the 4K Blu-ray player in the house. Yeah. Um, that was that was the only reason I bought a One S. Um, I bought the initial the original Xbox One to play Halo, um, and then I bought the One S to get a 4K Blu-ray player because I had a 4K TV. Um, these are all very normal progressions for normal people. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll probably like I'll probably stick to third party, like whatever ones I don't buy on PC. Because um, now, now the thing is, like now my Xbox Series X is more powerful than my PC. Um, and also everything loads real quick. Like they weren't kidding. Like shit just fucking goes. Um, so yeah, I'll probably get more third party stuff on there. Like I might get Cyberpunk on there or I might get fucking I don't know other random third party games that I pick up I might get Call of Duty yeah. on there um, yeah 
What are you going to do think it's, with your old Xbox? I, I I've already I've already traded it in. Cool. I I, I traded it up. I didn't need it. Um. Mm. Uh, also, another c- cool thing, which is like not an important thing at all, um, but it is it is a good thing to have nonetheless. Uh, when I capture a screenshot, um, I then get a notification on my phone saying, "Do you want to view the screenshot on my phone?" <gasps> um. So then that's I can tweet good. it from my Sweet. phone. Yeah, I, I can. Really I can good. now tweet Xbox screenshots from my phone as opposed to having yes. to go through the fucking oh, on-screen keyboard. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> it is incredible. I looked at that and I went, "Ah, oh. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> save me so much time." Um, that's incredible. Yeah, like it was literally just like, "Hey, one of you screenshot," and then I was like, "Sure, it was just like a 4K screenshot of Ori and the Will of the Wisps on my phone." Yeah, that's that's blown my mind. That's amazing. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like, how many times do I take a screenshot? I'm like, that's nice. That'd be cool to tweet, but I don't want to sit there and like oh use God, the right. D-pad and the X button on my PS4. And also, it takes 12 minutes to load Twitter. And also, yeah. it, like, I can't do other, like I can't send multiple pictures at once. And oh. yeah, that that's why a lot of people, including myself, just have a second Twitter account connected to their PlayStation. <laughs> just to tweet at that so I can then grab the image and download the image onto my phone and then retweet the image again. Mm. Um, fucking dumb system. Um, again, these are not important issues, but it sure is a really lovely quality of life change um, to just have it, my, have it to just be controlled immediately from my phone. Mm. Um, Nintendo, I'm looking at you. PlayStation, I'm looking at you. I can't believe that's what I'm most excited about from this right? chat. <laughs> June, how does this how does this uh, discussion strike you? All of these different parts. I, I know you're not necessarily the biggest Xbox person to begin with, slash at all. Um, is that fair to say? Yes, probably. <laughs> um, I think what's disappointing the most is just the same UI. I feel like when I spend eight hundred dollars mm. on something new and flashy, I like to fiddle around with what they've changed in the layout and stuff. I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get a new I, phone and everything's different and you set it all up again and how you like it, change your background and like all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. if it's just the See, exact I, same. I never do that. When mm. I get a new phone, I import my old settings. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I was going to say when I, so I got my first like proper smartphone, like I got a, I got a nice smartphone when I was in year 12 and it was the HTC One M7, which was like HTC's best. And they just kind of slowly went downhill from there. Um, two years later when my plan upgraded, I got, so they had the M, the one M nine by that point, I got the previous year's one M eight. Um, and so basically I, two years later, I just got the next one and it was a very similar phone. It was an iterative upgrade and it was HTC to HTC. So I just did the, you know, throw, throw the settings together, throw them up there. Just like you were saying, Jeremy, just transfer the settings. And it did everything it did the settings the background the apps my home screen location my widgets it did everything and i i had that feeling where i when once it was done i opened it up i'm like oh it's just my phone i it's my phone yeah shit (laughs) you know like like when when i when i got my my first one when i got the 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 one m7 i was like oh this is so cool the refresh rate is so nice it wasn't a refresh rate back then but it was like it was bright i could use it like when i was walking out um from school like i could read an article while walking down the path and like it was it was cool and it was new and it was fun and then i got that new one and it was like oh this is the same 
Yep. <laughs> I just yep. paid a lot of money for this, and it's kind of the same, and it's better. The battery life's going to be better, and like it doesn't have that that scratch. Yeah, but I can't see it at the train those station. things. Exactly. Yeah. I want gratification now. It's it's so interesting because it's like the the the. Like, it seems to me that the series is all... Like, the Xbox series consoles and Xbox's game plan is about being convenient. And it is about transplanting you from... Like, don't even worry about last-gen, new-gen stuff. It's just you've got the best you can have right now and it's like you had it before and you're not going to be lost. No one's going to get lost. And if you are new to it, then it is simple enough that you can pick it up and it's not going to matter because it's going to be new to you. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I almost wonder if there's enough merit to sort of the playstation's aspect the ui has been revealed and it's like similar enough but different they've they've changed the formatting of things and some people really don't like it and some people find it more streamlined and some people find there are things missing but because it's new and different people are like oh it's snappy oh the, the the backgrounds they play music and that that sense of novelty i think is not novel yeah that's it right yeah it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's even although it's something that fades really quickly, it's it's interesting to see how much how important it seems to be for some people. I guess. Yeah, like this is the least exciting console I've ever bought. Um, <laughs> God. But that's also what they're like. But like the thing is, it's still like a really really good console. Like things are loading mm. really quick. Um, I'm 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 like their their game plan here is 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 twofold. They're trying to make the most convenient console for you. Um, and they're trying to just be here whenever you want them to be. Like, they're not saying go out and buy the Xbox Series X. That's why they don't really care if you buy the Xbox Series X. They know people are going to buy it on launch. They don't need everybody to buy it. They'll be there when you want to buy one. Um, and so everybody can get used to the same ecosystem and be the, 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 the Game Pass machine when you want to play the Game Pass games. Um, um, and the... Uh, completely forgot my other point um the 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 thing is about the the xbox ui is it's like a genuinely good ui um i know immediately what i'm doing at all times i have learned how to use it and i am like more than competent in the xbox ui Mm. there's a lot of things about the playstation ui playstation 5 ui i do not like um that I'm, I'm concerned about when I will have the console. There are, there are things that I look at that and I go, that seems worse than the PlayStation 4s. And I'm concerned that they have gone out of their way to change something that, to change things that weren't broken yeah. and then have then made them worse um, in to, to, to give the feeling of a next-gen console. Um, because that's why the look of the PlayStation 5 is so different. The controllers are so different. They're pushing next-gen games more than Xbox ever has been. And... And they're pushing Everything. a design is a good point. Like you kind of mentioned something there. Sorry, just to quickly interrupt, but they're pushing yeah, no, the no, design of the console. Yeah. Like the Xbox is just like, here's another one that we've got for you. Um, they're still making PlayStation 4s. They are not still making Xbox One Xs. They're not still making Xbox One Ss. Um, that is that is what that is. Um, and I don't think Sony should stop making PlayStation 4s because there's still a ton of games on there. And... Uh, it's still a very popular machine. Um, not everyone can go out immediately and buy the $550 one, $750 one. Um, Xbox gives you the, the lower end model with, with the with the Series S to play those new stuff um, at a lower price point. They're, they're playing two different... Um, it, it's really weird how they're playing two different games 
and yet they're releasing so so closely to each other. They've yeah. almost like it's almost like that they are both accidentally stuck in the same cycle of when they have to release. Mm. I wonder if they'll start to do years in between. Mm-hmm. Like how Nintendo will do sort of the middle generation upgrades as opposed to Microsoft and Sony. I wonder if then like they'll all trade and they'll start doing like one year there'll be a new PlayStation iteration and then two years later there'll be another Xbox and then two years later there'll be another PlayStation and then Maybe. I mean, you, you've got to wonder if part of that's uh, like the partnership with AMD that they've got where it's like, oh, the RDNA 2 GPUs, like this is when we want them ready for the consoles. You know, yeah. Here they are, get ready or like miss the boat maybe or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it is very strange that they're, they've, they've released so close together at the same price point in terms of the flagship consoles and uh, also at the same time the least directly comparable um, at launch compared to any other console launch I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, at least in our generations that, like, we've been a part of for launches. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really interesting. I mean, PS5 is, is looking really good by all accounts um, from press who've had it ahead of time we haven't really heard much about how it performs with ps5 games except for uh astro and uh miles mm. um and people are saying it's incredible like miles is incredible um in terms of like you either get that that awesome smooth 4k 60 or you turn on the fidelity mode and it's got 4k 30 frames per second ray tracing so incredible reflections and and effects and um, just an amazing implementation that's um, incredible to see for the start of the generation and exciting to think about where they'll be able to go next. Um, but yeah, they do have a bunch of those issues where like apparently trophies are way harder to read now because they're oh like my God. tiles. What, is, what the fuck is the difference? Why do they change it like that? Yeah. So it's like, it's like square tiles now where you can hardly read the description, whereas before it was like a list where you could read the description more clearly. Um, stuff like the... They've got the extended... Um, NVMe storage slot which isn't accessible um, you also can't use a hard disk drive to store PS5 games on it like everyone thought like it was interesting that everyone thought yeah. that was what was going to happen and then they had to come out and confirm it or people tested it rather and it wasn't able to be done um, you can't do that also- on Xbox games either um, Xbox One Xbox right. Series X uh, S, Series X games don't run off a hard drive you have to get the expansion slot but Xbox yes, but One can original you store games- them on the hard drive can you store them and then move oh, them to the SSD? I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone's expecting to run them off the, the external stuff, but yeah. The other thing is that um, the PS4 isn't... Um, it says it on the box, and it will have it later um, via a software update, but it isn't offering 8K at launch. Um, I, I think. I mean, I think that's fine, because who has 8K? Um, yeah. But, and none of the games can support 8K, but why would they put it on the box if it's not going to be ready mm. at launch? Like, why would they yeah. even bother? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get my hands on it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited to to have that novelty and to see what it's like. Um, yeah, Get right. my butt handed to me in Demon Souls and to pick up backpacks in New York. Um. And then, I'm, yeah, so I'm a little bit concerned I, we haven't seen anything of Demon's Souls. Like, uh, heard anything. 
Oh yeah, no, non, I think it's just the embargo it. is late. Like they keep talking about uh, people I listen to keep talking about how there's rolling embargo after rolling embargo. Like uh, the pathless, the embargo for that came out today. We've been seeing plenty of gameplay. I think it'll be fine. Honestly, dumb embargoes. Yeah, dumb embargoes. Yeah. Cooling um, springs. Cooling springs. That's right. Only cooling springs in Astro's playroom. Um, so. Yeah, I guess I guess that's about it for this week. Um, so, like I said at the top of the show, Jeremy and I uh, are going to do a a. In a few days, we'll record a second sort of top up episode, a mini mini map cast, which will basically be our PS Five impressions. Jeremy will be able to compare it to his Xbox impressions as well. I'll be able to give you my straight up PS Five impressions. Um, June, as you uh, won't be able to join us. Um, was there were there any questions that you want to know about the console, or there any any things you're curious about that you want answered that we can answer on that podcast? Hmm. And of course, if you if you think of them later, we can talk about them. Then the, yeah, the, let me the get Fortnite back to you. Bring them up. Yeah, think about. I want it. a maybe, picture. Maybe send them to us. I want a picture of it next to mm. something that will show me its size. Okay. Please. I can. We can do that. I'll uh, like a like a piece of string. To the, uh, yeah, like something. I want the smallest item in your house next to the PS Five, please. I could put it next to a switch for you. Yeah. Okay. I could put it next switch. to a, a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a no, because then I don't know how big that rock is. What if it's really okay? So, a, a, so a, a piece of string, or I can do. Um, I can do a, a ruler that's that's not in English. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I could uh, put a griffin next to the PlayStation or a Fenris. Yes. See? Yeah. That's good. Jeremy, I want okay. your cat next to it as well. Uh, I can do or like on a... It. it is big a, enough to... A, a nondescript cat. cardboard box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good options. This has Drop, been the uh, Minimap Surprise me. for this week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what we can do. But yeah, see, see if we've got any questions. We'll have a, an impromptu, not question corner, but quest with June, just June's question. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We've gotten to the end of the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, you can find all of these episodes and more on minimap.com.au and any podcast service around the world. Uh, you can find other things on our website as well, like other podcasts that we do, uh, articles that we've written, Um also, pay attention to our Twitter if we're going to be posting any photos of PlayStations next to things. I imagine it will be either on our personal or the Minimap Twitter account. So the Minimap is at MinimapAU. Uh, my Twitter is at KJPalmer underscore 24. Jeremy, yours is? Uh, at Obi1Jez. June, yours is? Jinez, J-N underscore E-double-S. And uh, yeah, like I said, pay attention. So this is going to... We might, I might push this live as soon as it goes live, just so we've got our Xbox Series impressions up. Um, so this will be towards the end of this week, around the 11th or 12th. And then by the end of that weekend, so hopefully by the 16th, which I think is the Monday, we'll have our PlayStation 5 impression podcast live for you as well. So pay attention for that. Keep your ears to the ground. Um, uh, shout out again to Shook for the music for the podcast and also to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash minimapau if you want to support the podcast monetarily. Um, but yeah, until the weekend, we'll see you. We'll see you. We'll, we'll, we won't see. We'll see. Uh, goodbye. Xbox off.